0: Hello everybody and welcome to the very first episode of the Peak A-League Podcast. I'm your host Gerald uh, and today I'm by myself as just want to get into things. This is probably going to be a bit of a short episode. Uh, I'm planning to have some guests on in the very near future and obviously this will be a weekly thing. I'm hoping to get them out around Tuesday to sort of recap the previous week, have a look at the uh, upcoming games uh, and then obviously get into a bit of the lighter side of football as well peak moment of the week is going to be one of the big segments, and that's where obviously we can get a little bit of fan input as well and, and hear from everyone about the best moments of the weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get into this uh, and you know start an A-League podcast. I just feel there's not a lot of them out there at the moment. There's obviously some good ones, um, but you know a lot of them fo- focus more on the analytical side and, and the football side, and I want to sort of incorporate um, you know the banter and, and, and the fun of football as well. Um but for today pretty much though just going to be giving my uh table predictions for the season. Um so we'll get straight into it starting off from the bottom. I've got the Wellington Phoenix in 12th. I think you know you look at what they've lost, Tom Ahmad, Alistair Villa, Stephen Taylor, Cam Devlin. That's four best 11 players and probably four of their top six or seven from last season. Um obviously for three of them, they, they liked life in Australia a bit better than probably what they did in New Zealand, and they found clubs in Australia, and Stephen Taylor's obviously gone and retired, and Devlin obviously has now moved away from Australia too and gone to Scotland, but um, looking at what they still do have, I like Piscopo, I think he's probably like the only real excitement factor in that side, maybe Ben Wayne, but he's still a little bit unproven, um, so the weight's going to fall on his shoulders a lot. Uh, I like Ollie Sail as a keeper, I think Tim Payne's a quality defender and a good leader, um, since Durante left, he's stood up and been a very good captain of the club, but uh, in terms of new signings, there's not a lot to like, I think Luca Perso coming in is almost seeming like a big, big marquee signing for them, um, doesn't make a lot of sense, um, 20 years old, had one okay season at Newcastle, where he played a bit more than half the season, I think, um, never registered a first-team appearance at his club in Croatia, and so he comes in, with a lot of pressure on his shoulders as probably being the new number 10 for Newcastle to replace Davila, who's, a, 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 you know, just won the Johnny Warren medal. Um, I think that has potential to be a very bad signing. But we could see, you know, maybe he shines in the lack of absence of, of any other real stars in that side, but I do worry for them, and that's why I've got them at 12th, you know, starting this the first six weeks of the season off, at least in Wollongong as well. It's going to be tough like it was last season. And with, yeah, a lack of quality that they had last season, I think they will fall right to the bottom. In 11th, another team falling in a big, big way for me is the Central Coast Mariners. They've lost their coach, Alan Studge in, in a, a really bad way um, back just before the finals and after they finished third. They lost to sixth-place Macarthur and have just fallen off big since then. Um, I think what they're really going to hurt from is the loss of Alukoal as well. Now they're really relying on Matt Simon who wasn't playing 90 minutes regularly last season. Despite having a good season, he wasn't able to play the full games often. Um, I like the signing of Goddard I'm excited to see what he can bring, a Tottenham academy player. Maybe he's got, you know, a bit to give and, and still very young, so I think we could see him shining for them in midfield. I also like the fact they've gone and got Nikolai Muller from the Wanderers. He, you know, not not at his peak, obviously, anymore, but I think he's given the Wanderers quite a bit uh, in those couple of seasons he was there, so I think he can add something to this uh, team as well. Probably going to have to play quite further up the field because, like I said, they don't really have any other attacking options at the moment. Uh, and, yeah, third to 11th, it's a big jump, but I think a lot of other teams have improved around them, and they've, they've obviously gone backwards quite a bit. Uh, another semi-final appearance, well, semi-final appearance team that I've got sitting in this bottom three is Adelaide United... Uh, they've lost Tommy Urich, Alessandro, so they're two sort of best strikers are out of the club. Urich is the one they're really going to hurt from. Uh, they haven't brought in any striker replacement. Uh, they signed Is Isaias, or you know, from from back in the day, played about eight seasons at the club, but he's very old now, um, and is probably coming in on very low money just to finish the career off back where he played the majority of his football. Um, so I don't think that's going to have a massive impact there on on the squad. Craig Goodwin's probably, you know, the only star they've got left in this team. I like Ben Halloran as well, but uh, it's gonna to be tough for them to carry this team on their shoulders. And with the defenses, sort of Nick Antal or Nick Ansel and, and Jacobson I don't see this team winning much and um, again, so many improved squads that were in that sort of bottom four or five last season, uh, and Adelaide haven't added much quality. I think they'll fall. You know, that it, it's it's gonna be interesting season for them. They're obviously, relying heavily on youth, so it's a big risk. If it pays off, it's going to be really exciting, but I don't see it paying off. I think they'll fall to the bottom three. Uh, rounding off the bottom four, it's another team that was in the finals last season, Brisbane Roar. I think um, just a bit boring. You know that there's not a lot to like. I think I, all the other teams above them now, I see genuine, you know, firepower and stars in those squads. For me, losing a couple of their strikers, obviously. They've replaced him with the Argentinian Les they brought in Nikolai Miliuznich, who could be exciting. He's sort of one of those typical Australian products with a lot of pace and not much uh, end product, but we'll see what happens. Matty Steinman coming in is another quality player. You know, was at the Phoenix a couple of years ago and was serviceable there. Um, but again, I'm just not excited by them at all. Uh, you know, decent defense with Aldred, uh, Corey Brown, But yeah, again, just a bit of a bland squad. So they they could make the finals because I think it's such a tight season, but I don't see where a lot of their goals and and their wins are coming from this season. But one to look out for definitely for them is Rama Akbari. Um, Obviously, originally a Brisbane product, spent some time at the victory. He's back now. He's had a really good preseason. So he could be one to lift them. But I think that rounds out the bottom four for me. Uh, Just a bit bland for those teams. Moving up quite a bit is going to be Newcastle Jets for me. We saw them on the weekend against West United in the FFA Cup, and they looked extremely exciting, playing just a much more recognisable brand of football. They were trying to take the game on. They got a little bit unlucky at times, you know, the the goal that looked like it probably did cross the line, scored a brilliant free kick through the Brazilian signing Pena. He's going to be extremely exciting. I think he's going to be their main star this season. Um, I like what they're doing. I I don't think finals for them this season, but I think if they can hold on to a lot of these players, it's going to be maybe another season away for them. I think, you know, Yermin is a decent defender. Jordan Elsie's not great, but I think they've got something built together now. Uh, where I do see it falling apart for them, though, is the midfield. They got outclassed heavily by Kilkenny and Diamante on, on the weekend, and losing Steven Yugarkovic is going to do that to the team. And, and obviously they'll need someone to come through this season for them, but I think they will improve and, and they'll come into eight. They've signed a lot of, you know, international players. Um, so if you know, hopefully it pays off for them. But I think they've got that good balance of of Australian players and internationals that are proven. Um, And yeah, I think they'll definitely improve quite a bit. But I honestly, I'd I'd see sort of eight to 10 being quite a bit away from four to seven. I think those are like the the groups and then the top three is probably going to be in a league of their own as well. But still a much improved season for the Jets who just avoided the spoon last season. I think they'll finish eighth. Moving up to seventh, it was very hard to pick one of these teams to miss the finals, but I've gone with Perth Glory because prior to the signing of Daniel Sturridge, I had them at about 10th, and I don't think him coming in can sway my decision that much because we don't know how much football he's going to play. He's obviously extremely injury-prone, um, but him and Bruno Fornaroli up top is going to be very dangerous. Brandon O'Neill being added into that midfield, obviously probably one of Australia's best central midfielders outside of that Socceroos team at the moment. He's very good, Um you know, spent some time at many A League clubs and, and has been um you know, quality has gone away overseas. He's coming back now to finish his career probably I think he signed a three year deal with the Glory, so he, it's gonna be very good and I expect them to score a lot of goals, but again, they've got a huge weak spot in the defense. Um you know, signing Aaron Calvar from Western United this season come off a very poor season for them. Uh in in the first season for Western United he was quite quality uh, really fell off the pace last season and was struggling to get a game, uh, so I I'll probably see him slotting into right back after losing Jason Guerrier. Um I think Aspro Potomir is probably not quite at the quality of a starting centre back in this league either. Uh, Lockman's okay. Uh, they've signed Brad Jones, will be a decent keeper, but I think, yeah, they'll they'll probably have a lot of you know three four. Five-four type scorelines this season because the defense is really what's going to undo them. But they've got a lot of firepower up top. I hope Daniel Sturridge plays, you know, twenty games or more, and um, you know, if he does, I could see him scoring just as many goals. Uh, but for me, just going to miss out. Uh, because the team in sixth, Macarthur, they've had a horrible preseason on and off the field. Not, you know, getting smashed in all their preseason matches against A-League opposition. we their coach, Ante Milicic, is unvaccinated and therefore can't coach them at the games. It's an absolute mess. Uh, they've had Adam Federici walk away from the club and they've picked up Philip Coates, as a replacement. But Mark Milligan as well, the captain from last year and assistant coach for this season, is also left. And there's obviously a bit of drama going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But uh, I think that still, despite all of that, there's just too much quality in this lineup for them to miss. The signings they brought in, unbelievable. And if all of this... Other stuff hadn't happened. I'd probably have them in the top three. Tommy Urich is going to be brilliant. They've signed Olizis de Villa, the best player in the A League, just about. Uh, and then you add in Daniel De Silva, who had one of his best seasons last season for uh, Central Coast. He was an absolute joy to watch. They've signed Alice Hunture as well. So, same as Perth, really. So much attacking quality. Uh, and I like their defense. I think, you know, Shuzhna's quality. It'll uh, be interesting to see. They've got a couple of young keepers, so whether or not Philip Curto is the starter there, but he's decent for this level. We've seen him win Keeper of the Year at the Phoenix. So I think those attacking players will carry Macarthur to a finals berth, and who knows what happens, obviously. Uh, found their way to a semi-final last season, finishing sixth, and I think it'll be a similar story again. Moving into fifth position, it's the Western Sydney Wanderers. Now I was sold on them last season, and then ended up letting us down big time. Robinson maybe not as good of a coach as what we thought he was when he had that bit of a breakout at the Jets in that you know hub period at the end of 20 or 1920. Um, had a good squad last season, but has an even better one this time around. You add Tomer Hemed, who I think scored I think he's scored a goal in every one of the last six or seven games of the season. Uh, that midfield's looking brilliant with Terry Antonis, Steve Ugarkovic, and now you add in Jack Rodwell on absolutely no money at all. So it's a very exciting midfield for them too. Bernie Abini's still in there. He's going to be good for a few goals as well. Uh, and I think all up, it's a really, really nice squad. They've got that international keeper. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, but it's always interesting when you bring in an international keeper. The Mug, was pretty decent for them last season. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. I like the signing of Adama Chore in defense as well. And I think this is going to be a really good season for them. They've moved away some of those players, those older guys like Muller, uh, and they've brought in some real quality that is proven at A-League level. So I think they'll be fifth. It'll be a good season for them. But yeah, I'm not sure if Robinson's the man to take them forward in the future. In fourth, maybe a bit of bias. I've got Western United. I think they've cleared out the crap from last season Mark Rudan obviously seems to be a virus let's be real Um, gotten rid of some of that dead weight in defense Tommy Uzcock in my opinion not good enough Aaron Calvar the same Durante's retired but you know late on he was getting very frustrating to watch Um, they brought in Leo Lacroix in defense looks unbelievable they've kept Tamaki Amaya the only center half that stayed at the club he was player of the season last season for the club Uh, and I think it's gonna be a really really good partnership Nick Nikolai Topples Stanley signed for depth as well. And then the other centre backs are just um, academy products coming through, too. So it's a bit exciting down there in the defence. Fullback positions. Josh Risdon, obviously one of the top right backs in this league. I think Ben Garuccio has got a lot to offer. Was really good at Adelaide a few seasons ago. I don't think he played as much at City, but um, still an exciting player. Uh, central midfield losing Victor Sanchez is a big loss but replacing him with Renner Kroen could be really exciting we didn't see him play on the weekend in the FA Cup uh, hopefully he's out there in round one but um, played at some big clubs still not that old I think he's 32 maybe so um, yeah a lot to offer there Neil Kilkenny really impressed me in the FA Cup as well and obviously he's proven at this level and, and has been doing so for some time at Melbourne City and at Perth Glory so um, a lot to like there. You know, some pace on the wings. Connor Payne, Dilpierrez, Lockie Wales, Christian Diaharis coming back to Australia and being given a, a lifeline at uh, Western United. Heard he also had a trial at Melbourne Victory, but uh, took the Western United contract offer of, I think, two years up front. Dylan Wenzel Halls, a decent player. Someone I expect to come off the bench quite a bit, you know, maybe with 30 minutes to go and can definitely um, score a few goals. He looked really good on the weekend, almost scored a couple... And then Alexander Priovic is the big man up front. Stands at six foot three. Moves pretty well from what I saw on the weekend. Scored a goal, obviously, off the back of a terrible mistake from Duncan. But, um, yeah, super exciting team there for me. And obviously, you add into that in his last season of football, more than likely, Alessandro Diamante. Contract up at the end of the season, 38 years of age. Probably the last time we'll see him. So make sure you get along to Western United Games to, to watch him because he's so good to watch. Um, obviously, Moving around quite a bit again. I think there's two or three games in Geelong, uh, two in Ballarat, two in Tasmania, and the rest are all at Amy Park, as far as I know. And and it's a bit messy, uh, let's be real. But, um, you know, (laughs) with everything with Lakeside Stadium and and then Knight Stadium coming out and having a a go as well, it's a tough time at the moment for the club, you know, trying to sell those memberships, discounting them so heavily to just get people to come to the games. It's a struggle. but I think on field is where they'll continue to shine last season they were right in the mix for top six and then had a horrible i think lost last seven or eight games of the season and, and had some really bad score lines in there six one to victory, five nil to the wanderers, and there was a few more uh big score lines. but they've done a lot of good work bringing in some new players uh I think the culture internally within the players is really strong, and I see them uh, having their highest finish yet of fourth I think they finished fifth in the first season so um, again, like I said, maybe there's a bit of my bias in there, but I, I think they've got a really strong team, uh, and I'm making the call right now that Leary LaCroix will be close to player of the season uh, across the whole league. Won't win it, Johnny Warren because he's a centre-back, but I think he was ridiculously good on the weekend against the Jets. Moving into the top three, now this is sort of, in my opinion, the upper echelon, three clubs that I just see being a fair bit away from the rest of the competition in third, because I can't quite trust them yet. They burnt me last season. It's Melbourne victory. Had them uh, finishing, I think, fourth in my predictions last season. Uh, and they finished bottom, obviously. But a new a new manager, Tony Popovich, one of the best to do it in the A-League. Uh, so, so so exciting for them to have him coming in. They've signed Jason Guerrier, Jason Davidson, Christopher Economides, Josh Bellante, Roderick, and that new Italian striker, Mark Yotta. It's so exciting for them. Just so much quality on on that team that they didn't have last season. Uh, you know, obviously Rudy just did did not work out. So Mark Yotta, it's another risk. Uh, but you're surrounding him by Robbie Cruz, Marco Rojas up there. Going to be exciting to see if Robbie Cruz can keep himself fit this season. Christopher Konadu is the big one. Obviously, you know half the league wanted to sign him, and he, he chose the victory on I believe pretty big money. Uh, but he's quality. He he's far above the A-League level at his peak. We've seen what he can do at Perth glory. Obviously, he's been hindered by some injuries in the past, uh, but I I expect him to be really, really good for them this season. Uh, It's a pretty scary lineup. Um, You know, Popovich has proved himself at multiple clubs in the A-League now. He's going to come and fix the culture here, and I think what's really exciting is that when the victory's up and about, obviously, they're going to be bringing big, big crowds to the games, and it's just a much more exciting spectacle for football. I'm hoping that we're going to be seeing crowds, you know, average of 15,000 at Amy Parker this year. Um, And I think we probably will. No more games at Marvel for them. they can get into the smaller stadium every week. And uh, if they have a strong start to the season with a few Melbourne home games, uh, it's going to be hard to stop victory this season. I think they're definitely the dark horse for the championship this season. Moving into the top two, it's a bit boring, but I mean... I want to get the predictions right, and I don't think anyone is choosing anything else than this. In second place, Sydney FC, they're just consistent. As annoying as it is, they're not going to drop away. They haven't really lost anything from last season. They've got LaFondra and Bobo in the same team now. Obviously, they came in halfway through last season. I expect both of them to probably start, along with Costa Barbaro, says now they've got Max Burgess as well, who at, at his best at Melbourne Victory, or at Western United, sorry, was absolutely unstoppable in that hub period towards the end of the first season. Obviously, Spat the Dummy, which I don't respect, especially as a West United fan who wanted to watch him again last season. He's going to be very good. Um, you throw in a wild card of Alves Cam Sober, who knows what he's capable of. Look Strong in pre-season, but it is pre-season, of course. Um, and yeah, they've got a quality team. The midfield's decent. They're obviously, you know everyone knows they lack that quality number six, um, sort of playing that... Uh, You know, Palo Retro is not quite good enough. and I think everybody recognizes that. But uh, it's not a bad squad, you know, across the board. And just with Steve Corica, he knows what he's doing there. the, The attack is what's going to carry them there, in my opinion. Even though last season it felt like they dropped off, they still finished second and made a grand final. You know, I think it's going to be a bit of that again this season. They're not the most exciting team to watch. They get a lot of sort of, you know, fluky wins at times. But they've just got too much talent. Too much proven talent in the A-League to, to fall away much further than, than this. So I think they'll be second again. But first, and I hate picking you know, the reigning champions as the top team again, but Melbourne City, it, it, I just don't see them falling away whatsoever. Um, Paddy Kiznoglu, in his first season as manager, did a brilliant job. Seems like you know a very, very strong manager. Um, not only have you got Jamie McLaren, Andrew boot up there. Now you're adding in Matthew Leckie, one of the best, most exciting socceroos of the last decade. Um, still with plenty to give, in my opinion, and um, (laughs) I think, you know, the defense is really strong as well, Nuno Reyes I loved last season, Um, Curtis Goods, one of the best Aussie center backs in this league at the moment as well, Uh, they're just so strong, and they're losing Adrian Luna, not a huge loss, Craig Noon will be felt a little bit more, I think, Um, oh, that's one for MacArthur, I did not even mention it, they've signed that many players, but uh, yeah, I think they'll, they'll feel that a little bit, they've signed Leckie though which will definitely replace Craig Noon on that wing uh, and, and I like what they've done which is why I'm also predicting them to win the championship for a second year running. I absolutely hate it uh, but I think it should be an exciting year for City. I think now they've won the championship I think their fans will, will start to turn up a little bit more as well and uh, yeah it's it's going to be very hard to stop this squad. J-Mac for the golden boot once again I think he will get it. There's a lot of competition this season. I think every club you know at least in that sort of top seven or eight has got, you know, a a nice striker. A lot of them have got international strikers uh, and there'll be some competition, but I think he's just going to get the most chances because they're such a high-scoring team and he sits there in the box and puts them away very easily. My final prediction as well for the Johnny Warren, I'm giving it to Olaziz de Villa to go two in a row. Uh, You know, I think as long as MacArthur make the finals, it's going to be hard for him not to get it if he does continue uh, his strong form. I watched their... FFA Cup game. He was very dangerous. Didn't get on the score sheet, but almost did a couple of times. Um, So that wraps up the predictions. Yeah, maybe a little bit boring, especially towards the top. The one I'm really excited to look out for though is Melbourne victory. After such a poor season, how high can they jump up to the top? Um, It'll be interesting to see, but I hope you guys did enjoy these predictions. Maybe a little bit lack or lapse towards the end there Uh, (laughs) because I didn't have enough notes written down for City and Sydney because I thought no explanation really needs to happen. But, um, yeah, I hope you guys all enjoy I'll be back next week after round one with a bit more to cover. There's not a lot to talk about at the moment other than predicting what's going to happen. So, actually, you know what? I'll give my tips for the week as well because um, I did have them ready to go on ESPN Tipping. So, first game, Melbourne City, the champions welcome back to Amy Park. I think they'll win 3-0. I think they'll absolutely put Brisbane to the sword. Um, and have a big win in front of their home fans. Hopefully a good crowd of 10,000, but we'll see what happens. The Sydney derby, uh, I think Sydney wins 1-0. It'll be another tight game, um, and I think Sydney just get it done. Obviously, the Wanderers have had the the leverage recently in those derbies, but I think Sydney will start the season off well. Uh, Western United-Melbourne victory down in Geelong. I'm going with a 2-1 Western win. Uh, I like the way we played. It wasn't the best game from us on the weekend, but... I still thought uh, it looked strong. If Renekrin can get in, because I think Lustica was a real worry on the weekend, if Renekrin can play, uh, we're going to be hard to stop down in Geelong. uh, Really excited for that game as well. Expecting a crowd of more than 10,000. That should be good. Perth Glory taking on Adelaide for their only home game for a long time. I think Perth Glory wins that 2-0. Not sure if Sturridge will play. He's out of quarantine, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, Then you've got the F3 derby, uh, and I think the Jets probably 3-0, I really do, I, I'm not impressed by the Mariners whatsoever, they look pretty unconvincing in the FA Cup game on the weekend against, uh, I think it was Newcastle Olympic that they played, um, so yeah, I think Newcastle will walk all over them, if they play the same sort of exciting football that they did uh, this weekend, then I expect them to win pretty comfortably, the final game, MacArthur and Wellington, MacArthur will start the season off, well, I think 2-0. Um, what I'm most interested about that game is whether or not their coach will be at the touchline. Uh, but yeah, I hope everybody has enjoyed listening to this and I will see you all very soon. Thank you for listening.